Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm the hero of Hyrule, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Starting off with a real breaking of our promise to not talk about <laughs> Zelda this week. We said not talk about it the whole time. We didn't That's, say not yeah. talk about it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, yes. Okay, fair enough. But oh, man. That it is taking up all place, time. It goes boop, 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 boop. Which means there's still a secret to discover in this room. The room being my room, where I'm playing The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I just oh, got man. the I just got the shrine uh, sensor. I'm very oh, excited. The silver monkey. Yeah. You know. Oh, are you a green barracuda or? I silver feel like monkey. I'm an orange ocelot. Is that a, one of them? <laughs> yeah. What were the teams? Green barracuda might not even be right. No. I th- uh... Blue barracudas, definitely blue. That sounds more right. Legends of were the they Hidden all Temple. alliterative? Ugh. The barracudas, green something lizards, green clovers, purple horseshoes, geckos maybe, clovers and That's... blue moons, pots of gold and rainbows, and the mm-hmm. red balloons. Where are the fucked up unicorns in this rhyme? I don't know. They have to update it every five years when they add a new shape because they've discovered some. It's... 3D cheating. printing marshmallow technology. <laughs> it's cheating to have marshmallows that are more than one color. I'm putting my foot down for this. What? Why? The, the ones that are they always had rainbows. No, rainbows no, were added when, rainbows. when we yeah. were young. I'm a Luddite about marshmallows, marbits in Lucky Charms. I'm a Luddite so about even... power looms. <laughs> so you're even against the rainbows, yes. even though they are the most thematically appropriate of any of the Lucky Charms? Yes, the rainbows implied these are the treasures at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, I guess. I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can follow you on this one, I'm afraid. Because oh, I, I that... loved how they had to come up with terrible things. Like Green Clover, of course that's Lucky. Horseshoe? Yeah, I'll go with you there. A Red Balloon? No one's ever said that was Red lucky. Balloons were also added later, though. Yeah, Red Balloons but, were in okay, addition yes. during my lifetime. Yes, I know. But the idea of them is bad, and I like that about it. Blue what Moon, yes. Blue Moon is not a lucky thing, unless you count that song where you find your true love. Yeah, no, yeah, once in a blue that. moon means it's very rare. That's the definition of lucky. That doesn't mean lucky. lucky. No, hold on. Rare and lucky are not the same thing. They I mean, I guess it does imply good luck. Yeah, if you get struck by lightning, that's not common, but it's certainly not good luck. But it happens once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good luck for Barry Allen. When yeah. he was working Think late one night that. in his lab late one night and saw <laughs> a disturbing sight. And it yeah, was lightning the, striking the, him and he became the Flash. From the zombies in the Castle East or whatever. Yep. Oh <laughs> man, what a monster mash of a guy, huh? <laughs> I yeah, was just he watching is the Frankenstein. I was just watching an old defunct land about the Beetlejuice graveyard review. Mm, yes. Um, and it's really... It really shows the lack of creativity in park rides that, A, he never did the Monster Mash. What are you doing? Yeah. Of course you should be doing the Monster Mash. But, B, that they tried, like, six different times, and they never figured out a way to make a stage show work and be fun. 
even though it was starring a wisecracking ghost whose magic power is to make people dance against their will. <laughs> That's like, yeah. it's like Tim Burton wrote it specifically to be the host of a stage show in a Disney theme park, yeah. and they couldn't make it work. Wasn't this Universal? This wasn't Disney, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. It's Universal. Yeah. But I think that's, not... that's... Well, I think that's relevant, because they yeah. could never figure out how to make stage shows entertaining, whereas Disney has figured that out. Yeah, the yeah. O- the only good stage show at Universal is when you're, like, walking on the way to a restaurant and the... Uh, knockoff off-brand Blues Brothers show up and you can just kind of leave. You're like, oh yeah, hey, it's the Blues Brothers. Anyway. They tried They tried to incorporate them into the Beetlejuice show for a while. <laughs> How does that make sense? It doesn't. Uh, I guess there's that scene in Blues Brothers 2000 where they're attacked by a herd of ghost uh, cows. Oh yeah, they do ghost riders in the sky and they do, yep. that's... Is, is that when they're in the swampland becoming oh, yeah, Haitian they get turned mummies? Into zombies, zombies by Erica Badu. Why did I say Haitian mummies? Haitian zombies. <laughs> uh, anyway, I can't find a list of which um, Lucky Charms Lucky. are the originals. Looks like Pink Hearts, Orange Stars, Yellow Moons, and Pink Green Hearts. Clovers. Yeah. Pink Hearts is some bullshit. That's too. what I'm yeah. saying. I like the ones that are bullshit. Also, I always thought there should be a Lucky Penny, and they never did that one. That would just be an orange circle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they had orange stars already. Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was not blue moons. It was just regular moons initially. And horseshoes weren't even in there. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean by regular? You mean yellow moons? Yellow moon. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> moons? Stars make sense wishing upon a lucky star True. or whatever. Horseshoes Hearts... were added in the third iteration. I feel I like I really remember understand. horseshoes coming in is is there a hearts luck connection that i'm not seeing uh, i don't know man probably not heart stars horseshoes clovers and balloons pots of golden rainbows and tasty red balloons is the one i remember <laughs> from my youth mm-hmm. here's the thing though uh, it, the, the concept is these things are lucky things and also they are charms like you would wear on a charm bracelet and mm. the heart would be on a charm bracelet so there's that yeah, I guess. I prefer marshmallows eighties. Now I don't understand why those are those are fake Lucky Charms themed. Those should be ocean themed, and they're not. They are. They've got dolphins, doubloons, gems, jewels, parrots. Is that new? Heads. Because some of those are not ocean. Shovels, starfish, and tropical fish. <laughs> shovels is good. I yeah. like pirate heads, a lot. not parrots. Oh. Uh-oh. Is this? Yeah, uh, got, there's a bunch of Jimmy Buffett fan marshmallows in there. <laughs> is this newer theming? Because last time I looked up marshmallow mateys, I was like, "Oh, like pirates?" No, they weren't. Yeah, no the the cereal pieces hmm. are shaped like anchors. That's well, I like that true. concept. Okay, I like the concept. I'm glad they're doing something with it. Oh my god! Apparently, this is marshmallow mateys has been around since 1966. Hmm. While we're talking about cereal, someone asked me what I did. What did you do? Matt, so <laughs> I, I have been hearing ads on all kinds of podcasts and YouTube channels for a long time now about uh, a Magic cereal food. company that we've all heard of, I'm sure, which is Magic, Magic Spoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I decided, like, 
I love cereal, and I was like, maybe this would be a good way to be healthier about my breakfast choices. Mm-hmm. So I got their six-flavor sampler, and have been working my way through it. And it cost $5,000 for 33 no, ounces of cereal. <laughs> it was like, for six full-size boxes, it was like $50 or something. It wasn't insane. It, it's, it's more expensive than regular cereal, but not by much. Um... And, uh, yeah, I've been trying all of these different flavors, and let me tell you, gang, they are not very good. Damn. Well, that's probably for I the best. Like, I did like the cinnamon ones. Those ones were the best so far. I haven't tried the other one that people say is good, which is the blueberry muffin tops. That's the next box I'm going to crack into. But, okay. guys, do not try the peanut butter ones. If you're going to try them, to. don't try the peanut butter ones. Yeah, I ordered these a few years ago, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are texturally unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they can taste anything like cereal, despite the fact that they're not made of like bread or sugar at all, is weird. And are they yes. are they all the same type of cereal base, or are they different? Like no, they're all like ring I, other cereals. Yeah, they're all the oh, same okay. base with different flavors, like, like mm. blasted onto them. Milk protein rings or something. Okay. Mm. The um. The peanut butter one, I feel like, I thought it would be good because peanut butter is such a strong flavor and it's, like, a little bit savory already. So I was like, oh, well, the fact that it doesn't have sugar won't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. But it it weirdly connects in your brain that you're like, oh, I'm eating, like, you know, bean protein or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I mean, I don't know what the what protein is it's made of, but it... The the saltiness of the peanut butter does does it no favors. <laughs> yeah, I I forget which ones I tried. I think I tried like cookies and cream and maybe one of the other like at the time limited edition flavors when all you could get was like honey nut, peanut butter, or chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like now they have such a wide array that I'm thinking about it, but Every time I look at the price I'm like, this is almost ten dollars a box for something that is a third the product by weight of normal cereal yeah if you're gonna try one of the like current new flavors cinnamon is pretty good yeah i like a cinnamon cereal but i i'm i'm also a a sicko who will just like i could just like eat cheerios yeah i like cheerios just fine the only the only cereals that i really can't do are the like uh, Great Depression style, like grape nuts, corn flakes, Weetabix, and grape nuts. I like Weetabix. Yeah, me too. What about grape uh, nuts? No, no, no grape nuts. Okay. I can't even Rice Krispies, like without anything oh, yeah. on them, is pretty depressing. That's that's a rough hang. I think that's the lowest I can go is a plain Rice Krispie, and I have to sometimes be in a I can mood. Yeah, sometimes I can swing one, but part of the problem is that they get soggy so fast. Mm. You need yeah. to really you re- time it out and small bowls for that. Oh, you know Weirdly, what cereal though, stays Cocoa crunchy in milk? Is still good. Uh, is it Captain Crunch? Yeah, it's Captain is it, Crunch. Is it Mateys? <laughs> marshmallow Mateys? Weirdly, weird that Marshmallow Mateys is not a Captain Crunch knockoff. Yes, yeah. it is weird. You're right. The... Although it would be funny if then they made a Captain Crunch knockoff that was Irish racism themed. <laughs> I mean, when you get into pirate, the, the uh, stereotypical stereotypical pirate culture, you're kind of getting into weird 18th century. Irish racism yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah, McClanahan uh, um, Munch or whatever, and it's got like a little <laughs> leprechaun and like these are my pieces of these are my bales of hay. These are pieces of my body that has been <laughs> spread across the land to prevent King Arthur from recovering the Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> these are these are this is the potatoes that I they're little potato pieces uh-huh. in the cereal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the Captain Crunch pillows are supposed to be. I've heard treasure no chests, knows. but I've heard that that's, that's just crazy. someone made that up later. Of course they did. You look at it, it you would never get treasure chest looking at it. You get at best barrel or like a bale of hay or something. What's a good uh, cash crop at the time? Bale of tobacco, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. corn and oat, which is what the cereal's made out of. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I do think that there we need to reckon with the possibility that Captain Crunch was a plantation owner. Oh, he definitely was. No, he's from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it. There is, in Ohio. there is an Irish racism version of Captain Crunch. Uh-oh. Nice. It's called Golden Nuggets and it's sold in the UK and Ireland. Oh, uh, well, it's... they do Irish racism better than we ever could. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lucky Charlie like, seems downright respectful compared to the things the British do. The older I get, the more I want a cereal just to not get soggy in milk. Like, I care about that more than the flavor, even. I might go back to mm. Corn Pops. Did you corn, get- Pops is, corn Pops is weird because it's like the Titanic, where it seems like it's never going to go soggy, but then the second that outer sugar layer is breached, it becomes a slurry. Yeah. That's true. And then... You're eating it, and all of the uh, people are jumping off in, into the mm-hmm. cold, cold sea. Yeah. Uh, did you talk about Honey I Shrunk the Kids here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Captain Crunch was created by the same guy who made the Munsters. It's weird. Not the cereal. The character, was... the character Captain Crunch. Was there ever a crossover? He also co-created the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Weird, weird career for that guy. And this has been Jeff Reads the Internet to you, our listeners. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are the Captain Crunch things supposed to be? No one knows. Stop researching it while you're doing a <laughs> podcast, though, please. I need to know. That's fair. <laughs> no one cares. What's Captain Crunch's first name? It's Horatio, right? Like I think Horatio so. Horatio Hornblower, Hornblower Crunch. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Yep. Um... The other, only other thing I want to say about Magic Spoon, though, is even though the cereal tastes pretty m- mediocre, mm-hmm. um, I have never eaten a cereal that fills me up for so long ever <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I will eat a bowl, and then I won't even eat lunch, and I will be it'll be dinner time, and I'll be like, I guess I could eat, but I'm not that hungry. That's good. Pretty good. It's so weird. In a way, it kind of is worth the increased price in that I'm like, I do not snack when I eat it for the whole day. What I want to find is a cereal that has less enough substance that I can eat the volume of it that I want when I'm craving cereal without then feeling bad. Could you just put some of those uh, biodegradable styrofoam packing peanuts in a bowl and eat them? Those with are milk? that's corn you pops, can. basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's they true. are. They're just cornstarch puffed. <laughs> They've got sugar on them. Yeah, that's true. I would have to roll the packing peanuts in <laughs> in uh, confectioner's caramel. Place. Yeah. 
Isn't confectioner's glaze some kind of like bug juice? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. It's sometimes it's beeswax and a beetle wax, so you got two kinds of bugs in there. Mm, that's it's not like my beeswax. Same, I think it's <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the best New Zealand Taskmaster task of all time. No, have either of you watched New Zealand Taskmaster? Not yet. Yeah. There's an episode where one of the challenges is that they have to create their own breakfast cereal. Mm. And my favorite contestant of the whole series, Chris Parker, creates a cereal called Nunya Beeswax. <laughs> that is honey flavored. And the slogan is whenever he, in the commercial he's playing the dad and he's like, what would you like for breakfast? And then the Alex Horn equivalent says, none of your beeswax. And he goes, excuse your fucking mouth. <laughs> and that's the slogan on the box is, excuse your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It didn't occur to me because the American one just had Alex Horn in it, mm-hmm. that the other English speaking exports would have a different guy. Yes, it's much better that they don't try to have Alex Horn in all of them. The, um, the 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 assistant in the New Zealand one is especially good. His name is Paul Williams, and he is very funny. Isn't that? The I name? highly recommend the New Zealand Taskmaster yeah. to anyone who wants more Taskmaster. Jeff's about to say he's... songs. Yeah, he did. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm sure it's not the same guy. No, it's probably not. That guy's probably long dead. Everyone who no, he's still around. He's got yeah, that thing guy's... where, he, I, I believe he's five feet tall. He's got that thing where very short people live literally forever. Hmm. Is that a thing no, that people have? Yeah, there's always uh, the, um, like, um, not, old, Philadelphia. not old wives tale, because it's mm-hmm. partially yeah, she's true. she's talking about Danny DeVito, who is short and will <laughs> yeah, live forever. <laughs> but there's that thing that uh, if you're very tall, like if you're over six feet tall, you're much more likely to die earlier. Yeah, it's because of all of the buzz saws going around the <laughs> globe at five feet. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to go high. into the temple of the Holy Grail, yeah, mm-hmm. and they come come right at head height. How do they know how tall your head is, huh? Yeah, damn, Danny could you have... seventy-eight years old? Wow, wow, doesn't look good. Anyway, if you were if you if he'd had short round with him on that journey to the the Holy Grail, uh, he wouldn't have even needed to solve that puzzle. Guys, are we going to get a movie with Ki Huai Kwan playing short round as an adult adventurer? Can we? That would be the only way that that would be the only way that Indiana Jones would be worth reviving. Stop rehabilitating Indiana Jones. It's fine. There were some movies in the eighties that were fun, but also very problematic. We don't have to keep revisiting it. Well, they're going to, so we're trying to figure out how to do that in the least yeah. awful way. Phoebe Waller-Bridge stars in and co-wrote this new one, I think. Oh, man. Um, but I do love that they were like, that Shia LaBeouf shit is, we're never talking about it again. <laughs> Honestly, that one sucked. Yep. Mutt Williams was the least bad part of it by a significant margin. <laughs> I don't think I agree with that. There were so many bad parts. I don't think he was the worst part, but I don't think he was the least bad part. I enjoyed the idea of Indiana Williams. Indiana Williams? Indiana- oh, no! <laughs> I liked the idea of Indiana Jones having a bastard son who's like a slick greaser. Uh, that was funny. Why? That is Why funny. did you like that? I do like that idea. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I mean, because it clashes so much with like the fact that he's a nerd. <laughs> Like you... I hear what you're saying, but the whole point of the character was always that he, in himself, clashes with the fact that he's a nerd. Like, he is a cool adventurer who is also a nerd, and that's part of 
well, the tension of that character. So then to have a guy come along and be like, look how cool this guy is. First of all, Shia LaBeouf has never seemed cool. And second of all, like, why isn't he like, oh, you're a dorky professor, but you kick so much ass that actually you're cool. No, I like the intergenerational conflict where uh, Indiana Jones, above all, cares about the artifacts and this belongs in a museum and shit. And if you have a kid who's like, no, fuck that. I like hot rods. I don't like any old crusty old bones. See, now that would have been good, but yeah. that's not what happens yeah. in the movie. That's fair. But as a concept, that's a good foil for Indiana Jones. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, they tried to make the foil, the, the they tried to make Mutt a foil by being like, haha, look, this guy is actually cool, whereas uh. his dad is a nerd. But your dad is like... Your dad punches Nazis for fun. He's already cool. Yeah, yeah, your dad has been both Harrison Ford and River Phoenix, in addition to uh, whoever played young Indiana Jones on the TV show, who is probably cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Harrison Ford, as a man, is not cool. We all agree with that, right? He's good at seeming cool on camera, though. Yes. I He's very charismatic, but I don't think he's cool. It yeah. makes me think feel that he is cool every time he does an interview and someone's like what do you think about the star wars thing that everyone's talking about and he's like i don't know about that or care shut up and leave me alone that is very I, that, cool to me i don't know if that's cool as much as it is just old man yeah. crankiness <laughs> he's been doing yeah. it for 40 years yeah he's been a cranky old man for a very long time that's true <clears throat> also he is so convincingly a murderer in what lies beneath that i'm like i think you might actually have done a murder in your life at some point harrison ford no no way you guys remember that movie yes it's a pretty good movie which one what lies beneath oh yeah michelle pfeiffer is the the lead and she is extremely good in it as she is in everything i don't think i've ever seen something with michelle pfeiffer and thought she wasn't great i don't think i've seen that since i was a youth it's pretty good i think you can still find it on some kind of streaming service we watched it not that long ago anyway louisa what did you do this week besides yes. play zelda i'm not gonna say it uh i tried making carnation chicken for the first time mm-hmm. this is the soap opera based chicken yeah yeah carnation street chicken yep <laughs> oh god oh. now i'm thinking of that and car carnation instant breakfast like a blended mm. up chicken in a, in a milkshake Ugh. yep gross could be good isn't that what soylent is i think so. no soylent green is people ah! oh no someone tell everyone <laughs> someone, someone tell yell the on networks. the street yeah <laughs> was that harrison Ford? no sorry charlton heston yes that was charlton heston i get that confused with invasion of the body snatchers where you see donald sutherland yelling because he's a pod person now yeah, it's weird that the <laughs> the only famous shot from that movie is the last shot of the film and a major spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but otherwise it's not an interesting movie at all, right? No, it was pretty good. I haven't seen it. The most interesting really? part about both of the old Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies is the first 20 or so minutes when you're like, are there body snatchers or are these people just going insane? Uh... I'm sorry. I thought we were still talking about Soylent Green. Oh, no. Which is also only famous for the spoiler and seems like a very boring movie otherwise. That's fair, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> the wildest thing about that to me is the, the <clears throat> twist of it was added for the movie adaptation. Yes. <laughs> the only thing anyone knows about Soylent Green is something that's not present in the original novel. 
Mm-hmm. Was this one of those ones punched up by Rod Serling, like the yeah, uh, Planet probably. of the Apes, where he comes up with a great twist? Ah, so good. He is so good at twists. Anyway, Coronation Chicken. Yes! So Is this the one that's, um, like, British people trying to do curry kind of thing? Well, that's its reputation, which I think is, okay. you know, not unfair, but it's different from that. So this was an, a dish invented for Queen Elizabeth's coronation in 1950. I don't remember what oh, year. Oh, Elizabeth II. Yes. And what it is, is a dish that you can serve at, like, a brunch or something. So the idea is it has to be appealing to everyone and you don't serve it hot. So it's like the perfect, like, uh, catered lunch. It sounds gross. <laughs> it's not gross. <laughs> you are wrong. So it's poached chicken, uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast, that is then dressed with a so- a cream sauce, which has curry powder in it, curry flavored, uh, and also mayonnaise. So it's a nice rich sauce, but it's um, you serve it cold or room temperature. It's really good, so actually. gross to me. It has a reputation for having golden raisins in the sauce, which it does not, the traditional recipe. It is uh, chopped up uh, dried apricots, which is very good. Yeah, this sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, Jeff, any opinions on any of these things? <laughs> uh, you listed a bunch of ingredients, and them together doesn't sound like it would taste good. Mm, but okay. I trust your food opinion. If you say it tastes good, I believe that you enjoyed it. It's kind of like a deconstructed curried chicken salad. How do you feel about that, Matt? I think part of the problem I've realized (laughs) in recent years is that very few foods do I like served at room temperature. I want everything to be extremely hot or extremely cold. (laughs) That's strange to me. I feel like uh, as I got older, I appreciated things like a cheese board more where you make sure things are room temperature. That's true. I like a cheese board, but like for my entree, I don't want anything to be at room temperature. Except for salad, I guess it can be. Yeah. Although I, no, you want I a nice like cold a warm salad. salad. Oh, warm. Yeah, <laughs> huh. like where the where you just cooked the the chicken or whatever and slice it up so it's still a little little hot. Oh, okay. Well, I like the. I guess what I what I'm looking for is the contrast there. If you're gonna have a hot chicken yeah. on it, I want the the greens to be nice and chilled. Yeah, I, chilled or room temperature for greens is fine with me, but I still mm. like there to be something. And like, this is like people who drink room temperature water. What are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. They're like, oh, that's I don't want to shock my system. To me. Gross. I mean, I will if that's the only option available. But cold water is so good. Yeah, I do want to shock my system. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you don't like a cold entree even in the summer because I like that. Cold, sure. Not room temperature. Yeah. If it's cold, cold, I can... Mm. I'm certainly willing to try it, but I think even then I want a hot entree as my uh, preference. Okay, fair enough. You could eat this cold, cold. I just don't prefer that, but... What about a big hoagie? Like a big Italian hoagie. I feel like that's room temperature, right? I think you want the meats cold, though. That's true, I do. I don't, because... They're cold uh, cuts. (laughs) Okay, yes. You cut them when they're cold, but then you eat them when they're room temperature to bring out all the extra flavors. Louisa, could you put this creamy curry sauce in an ice cream maker and then put a scoop of it on top of whatever and then have it as like a ice a, a, an entree ice cream? Well, first of all, I'd say yes, you could put anything into an ice cream maker. Uh-huh. 
then it loses like me a little bit. I like how this is going so far. <laughs> loses me a little bit from that point on, though. Mm. Uh, this sounds very bad, I guess is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Matt, Why you, is there not an entree ice cream or sorbet? You're too busy asking if Louisa could do this and not, <laughs> not spending any time asking if she should. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have to eat it. If Louisa makes it, she's the one who has to eat it. <laughs> yeah, That's no true. thanks. It's a contract you enter with yourself. <laughs> I probably won't, though, is the thing about it. Okay, I know we're we're continuing to banter, but seriously, why aren't there any savory, like, entree ice creams? Because the because... sugar is integral to the structure of making the ice cream. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about a sl- slushy? Yeah, you can have that. Like a Bloody Mary flavored slushy? Sure. I guess, yeah, you could have a... <laughs> Hold on. You want this idea, but then you hate it when I bring up Not one. Blo- I just hate Bloody Marys. I mean, Could I make a like a gravy slush? You're talking Ugh. about a protein shake, basically. <laughs> but that, yeah, I guess those aren't usually that cold. They can be if you're not a coward. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could just pour. A, not to keep going back to this well, but maybe <laughs> I could just pour a. Uh, a bottle of Soylent into an ice cream maker and see what comes out. Uh, yeah, you definitely could. That sounds like a great idea, actually. <laughs> I would love to see what comes out of that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be as bad as peanut butter flavored magic spoon, probably. Uh, no. Uh, anyway, I recommend Carnation Chicken for people um, if you want a cold summer dish. It does have more flavor than I expected, because I know the cliche as well, like, oh, haha, they're trying to make curry, but they had to make it too bland but if you're eating something cold and it's got a lot of lemon juice and then it's got these sweet little bites of apricot and it's got a it's got a pretty good strong curry flavor it does have a nice like chicken salad feel to it i think i do like mixing a little bit of curry powder into like uh um egg salad and things like that for yeah what a little different so i get i can see yes my way to it it just Part of the problem is that anytime I taste something curry flavored, I'm like, but I could be eating curry right now, <laughs> and that would be so much better than this. Mm. I guess so. I really like curry with mayonnaise, I think. Like, that's Ugh. such a good flavor combination. No, you're you know, wrong. Louisa, Louisa, you could order curry from an Indian restaurant and then just squirt mayonnaise right in there. <laughs> no, that would be I different. I stop you from doing that. Yeah, I, I don't want to I do would that, stop though. you. I would come <laughs> down there and stop you. <laughs> Uh, it's good though. It's tangy. It's real tangy and uh, sweet and sour a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I made it with rice pilaf, which is good, but you can also just have it like on lettuce and have it be a salad, also a valid. So yeah, I recommend in this summer, everyone try making carnation chicken. Do it. No, I don't, I don't think I have any other opinions about this to engage more with this than uh, than I've already done. I don't support coronations. Yeah. That's true. We all hate that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was only thinking about it because of uh, Charles, and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't care about the carnation, but I remember carnation chicken, and I want that, what? so I made it. What dish was invented for Charles's carnation? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is the Revenge carnation quiche. You both spoke at the same time. I couldn't understand either of you. Yeah. I'm sorry. The carnation quiche. Do your joke first, and okay, then Louisa, uh, revenge the best one. served cold was my joke. Got it. Okay, yeah. now Louisa, go. <laughs> carnation quiche. Okay. Which sounds disgusting. <laughs> it has, it has it a good alliteration to it. I like that That's better. True. I think Louisa means once you find out what the ingredients are, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> 
The, uh, it's a regular quiche base, you know, eggs, uh, cheese. There's... You guys know eggs? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You guys know eggs? Anyone from eggs around here? Anyone I know eggs? of <laughs> eggs. <laughs> uh, that has three types of beans in it. And when I say beans, oh. I mean, like, summer garden beans, and not like canned beans. So there's... Jelly beans? There's green beans, there's broad beans, and I think there's lima beans, beans on or toast. something. Lime Does he love are... beans? Is that a thing I don't know He's about? British, so, yeah. Here's the thing. I thought, oh, I see what they're doing. Unlike Carnation Chicken, which was, you know, meant for everyone, but is meat, obviously. I thought, oh, they're making a vegetarian dish for the new millennium. No, because there's lard in the crust. <laughs> so I don't really know what they're going for with this dish. You just, just use vegetable shortening, right? I mean, you could, but for the official recipe, it calls for lard, so they're not trying to make it vegetarian. I see. Um, yeah, I don't think I would like it, because I don't like the idea of eggs and cheese, but then, like, chunks of green bean in there? That does not appeal to me. Yeah, I can't. Although I do like asparagus in a quiche. That's, that's true. not a million miles away. True. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about this did not appeal to me, but then I wanted to make carnation chicken instead, so I did that. Mm. It feels like they were trying to make, like, a super British thing. Like, all yeah. stuff you can grow in your garden yeah, that, type vibe. Yeah, they definitely were. Uh, anyway, so that's what I did, and then the rest of the time I played Zelda. Uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, boy. Besides playing Zelda, besides oh, playing Zelda. No. <laughs> <laughs> did I do anything this week besides play Zelda? Did you eat a burger? Did you eat a good burger anywhere? Nope. What a burger, am I right? Um... I've been reading a book. Uh, oh, sometimes is it is it about Zelda in any way? No, oh. it's called uh, whew, oh, I'm yawning. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> Unrelated to the title of the book. Um, this is this is a bad episode of our podcast. You guys. <laughs> I know it's good, Jeff. You have to We're keep your own attention job. while you're the one talking. <laughs> yawning is not something you choose to do. Come on. Um, reading a book called Laziness Does Not Exist by Devin Price. Ah, now I see what you had to say. It was unrelated to the title. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty intro. It's like, there's nothing in it so far that I'm like, wow, this is a completely new way of thinking about this issue for me. Mm -hmm. But it is nice to get a uh, sort of comprehensive, well-researched uh, look into the toxicity of productivity and oh, yeah. the the way to like uh the way to frame counteracting it yes no that makes sense yeah. i do like that idea because like when you don't want to do something you quote unquote know that you should do like it's not really laziness that's the problem it's always something else yeah yeah if you define laziness as just like when you don't want to do something and you don't have a reason for it yeah, that doesn't exist. If you don't want to do something, there's a reason. You just have to... Yeah. Trying to figure out that reason is going to be more useful than beating yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I mean, sometimes I just don't want to do anything, though. That's pretty lazy, right? That's... I mean, you probably just need the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah. I mean... If, if you were at 100% in mind and body, you would be like, Oh, oh that's I, the dream. I would like to make a nice meal. I would like to go and do an activity, right? Like, you wouldn't feel, quote-unquote, lazy if you were yeah. ready. Maybe. I read a bunch of, like, you know, those Viking economics books and stuff about, like, the 
artificial scarcity and the way in which the economy is mm. intentionally broken to benefit rich people. And I had to stop reading books like that. And it sounds like, like this one that you're reading, Jeff, because it was just telling me things like I would find myself sitting there being like, yeah, of course. And then get so mad. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> like, because they're right. Obviously, like you say, this is, these are well-researched books that are by experts in the field that are explaining things that I already kind of intuitively knew. Um, and, it's so frustrating that we've known these things for so long and understood them, but no one cares or does anything about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what's interesting about it to me. Um, I think it's good for my, my practice as an educator uh, mm. to rethink, like, no, students aren't not doing stuff because they're lazy. Uh, also, they're going to have trouble figuring out and articulating why they don't want to do something. But yeah. tracking down that reason would be more useful than just writing people off. Yeah, and that kind of uh, thing can be good for yourself. If yeah, it's also good for like, me. Like, yeah, oh, like, why be. am I not doing this thing I should be doing? Like, figuring it out is probably good. Yeah. Probably because I'm tired. Well, let's figure out yeah. why I'm tired. So you stayed up till two a.m. playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Because I played up. I... That's sorry. That's what I meant when I said I was doing heroin. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to save the heroin Zelda from mm-hmm. the evil Ganondorf. I was selling uh, hard drugs to all of the Goron teens. Yep. Um. Anyway, that's, like, the only other thing I've been doing is... I don't even know if I did it this week, because I read books very slowly. (laughs) Have you Um, been putting into practice any of the information you've found so far? In Zelda. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, it's, like, it's nothing that I was so far away from that I have to, like, consciously make a choice to put things in, like, to do things differently. It's just, uh... You know, it's a it's a reframing of yeah, like a, just, a nice reminder. I I would say. I'm just thinking of when you're like sitting and scrolling your phone and becoming tense because you're like, oh, I really should get started on whatever. It, are there any tips and tricks? You know, like count to ten, which gives you uh, motivation to start something or anything like that. But I guess not. It's not that kind of book, maybe. Yeah, no, it doesn't have concrete tips. It's more about okay. like. like destroy with facts and logic the idea that like (laughs) there is some sort of moral failing in you and you don't want to do more stuff okay Um, that's good there is a moral failing in you but it's not related to not wanting to do things yeah exactly yeah we all have original sin (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh um it's a moral failing genetically handed down from adam and steve Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's that's it there's not really tips uh unfortunately the good self-help uh type stuff isn't doesn't give you tips because then it wouldn't be self-help um which is Mm. tough but uh probably more more useful but yeah that's it have you guys have you guys ever made a recipe in Zelda and been like, I, I should make this in real life? Louisa has. First of all, yes. Second of all, you specifically forbid anyone from talking about Zelda. Now you're bringing it up, <laughs> Judas. I was just thinking about applying the things that you learned from Zelda to real life as we, as I joked about. And then I was yes. thinking about this. Whenever I make a salt grilled meat plate with a beautiful mm-hmm. steak and like a beautiful piece of chicken, I'm like, I could fucking do this in real life is what I could do. Yeah. Mm, I need to. 
I see. I think I'm just panicking that we're doing too little talking about Zelda now. So I want. I to do absolutely love that in this game, unlike Breath of the Wild, you get a cookbook. So when you yes. create a recipe, you can refer to it again. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I also. It's wild that there's a new layer of delicious-looking meat. Yeah. In this one, in addition to what is it? There's. Uh, there's just regular meat, then there's prime meat, and now there's, like, grand prime meat or something. Oh, that was around the first time, though. Yeah. That was around in the first one. There, well, whatever the one, there's, now there's four layers of meat, I think. Oh, maybe I haven't seen the fourth. Three or four, I don't know. If you kill a moose, you get chunks of meat that's, like, super, super fancy looking. Oh, man, that looks so good. Yeah. And all those, like, mushroom skewers. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I like mushrooms. Honestly, that those rocks that the Gorons are eating <laughs> yeah. that is poisoning them looks re- look really good, right? Too. Oh, it's man. like a big prime rib with a bone in it somehow. I mm. know. Uh, yeah. Like, the normal one that isn't glowing with evil hell energy doesn't uh-huh. look as delicious. <laughs> no, the evil hell energy is the best part. I keep trying to... Louisa, you need to revive your, your blog where you make foods. To, and I'll... I'll program the leds to put inside of your what? meat you just have to make it transparent i'm trying to imagine what you would do to get that effect i think maybe if you made a glaze of like red ball or something with an artificial bright red pink color and then you charred it in the oven you can get that pink and black evil I don't think red is red bull is red it's not it's like it's... a yellow color no oh, yeah. what am i thinking of this pink that's like that um jello well it was one of those ones where you mix an energy drink with vodka and that was like a trend for a while and you could see it was like a bright magenta whatever the drink was oh, i don't know okay never mind but that um, he made a glaze of that yeah i am um, kool-aid i'm telling you a kool-aid glaze on this prime rib <laughs> oh mountain dew code red yeah there, we go. there it is Yes, mountains. Oh, it's all coming oh, together. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I there's a chef, a Goron chef, who's like, "Bring me some of the normal rock roasts." Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool. I'm gonna go down to this cave. There's five of them there. I'm gonna bring them all back. You bring the five. Give him one of them. Turn around after the cutscene, and the other four are gone. Ah, <laughs> you have to bring them one at a time. <laughs> Very nice. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff where you don't realize what you're committing to until it's too late in this game, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. I I made the mistake of I'm doing the quest where you reunite the band that is traveling Mm -hmm. all around the world, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize until it was too late that if you talk to the band leader in one area, you can't get him to go elsewhere until you solve that one area. Oh, no. (laughs) So... I got him stuck in the the frozen tundra, which is one of the hardest ones. Oh, I did that one first because that's the first place I met him. Yeah, uh, the, the the frozen tundra one is the one where you have to get the guy out of the crater. Is that right? I got a guy out of a no, that's a crater the or a hole. second one. Yeah, that's the oh, second okay. one though. Wow. Um, but I really like that. Uh, it's a very cute little side quest about collecting musicians. And I like that the song they play, you can hear the extra instruments whenever you get a new person. Like, it's just very yeah. charming. And then they play at the next um, stable they go to. It's mm. fun. I haven't yeah. met the band yet, but I did rescue one of the band members. Oh, nice. You still haven't met the band? <laughs> yeah. 
You gotta I go to that need to go stable. to that one stable, the most important stable in the whole game, where every side quest starts. At the woodland stable, Jeff. It's true. Nah, you gotta meet your your buff himbo a pelican friend. Oh no, I met him. I must no. have been there. I just, I guess, I just didn't does, talk to the right. Does people. this mean you haven't met the guy who wants those bloopy gems yet? No, I haven't oh, met I him yet either. Oh, oh, Jeff! I met. A, oh my god! <laughs> I met another guy who was like, I want to. Uh, I've met a guy who wants these bloopies, but I'm too scared to get them. Yeah, it's the mm. best I got. Well. You should you should really go to the woodland stable at some point, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I will go there. I just w- you probably have been there. You I, just didn't poke around. Yeah, I'll enough. go back. I went to Hateno Village. I forgot that the dye shop guy is a Pennywise looking pervert. Yeah. Oh, I I'm headed there now. I haven't been there yet. Yep. I dyed up all my outfit. I don't need regular traveler's colors. I can be I've purple. Got- I've got so many cloths to make new mm-hmm. gliders with, mm-hmm. but I've not met a person who will do it for me yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've got five different glider cloths <laughs> now. Yeah, I I only got the one um, from the Great Plateau, and then the when I went and found the guy who does it for you, he was like, every region has one. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> The trouble is, I have a few, and at Hateno Village, I was checking out my options, and I like the regular glider better than any of the options so far. Mm. It's the same with the Hylian clothes. Like, they look so dope, and then <laughs> when he puts on this fucking S&M frog costume, I'm like, I I do want to be able to climb in the rain, but I hate this look that Link has. <laughs> I like that in the first game, they had several wild outfits. There was um the one that glows in the dark, which was clearly a luchador uh, lace-up, mm-hmm. latex kind of outfit, and... In this game, there's one, uh, I don't want to talk about it too much, but there's one you find in the depths, and mm. I, I only have one piece of it, but man, it looks like some S&M gear, for sure. Yeah, I got the full one of that, I think. Oh, um, I did it. you see the glow-in-the-dark set in this game that's for sale at uh, Kakariko Village? I haven't been there yet. Oh. Um, I'll get I... it, though. I'm gonna get them all. I have to. Yeah, I... Once I get to the point where I unlock the whole map and have done enough of the plot, which I think I've done quite a bit, uh, my first goal in every in Breath of the Wild and in this is going to be to get every outfit. Yep. Oh, I I got the whole glide suit. Oh, one I that helps you like move around better when you're gliding, mm-hmm. and yeah. like you drop faster. But I think that you move horizontally. Yeah. Either as fast or faster than you do gliding. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's great. That's been mm-hmm. very good. Um, anyway, that one's cool looking, too. It makes you look like some kind of steampunk owl. Yeah. I love that the treasures that you get in this game for hard-to-find caves or ones that are, like, extra work, it is a piece of armor, because that is what I want most, and I love mm-hmm. that that's the prize. I was very disappointed when I met that traveler who marks your map that says, here are all the armor caves in this region. I was like, fuck yes, I'm going to find this person in every region and Mm -hmm. then unlock all of the (laughs) things on my map. The rest of them are like, I know where the armor is, but I'm not telling you. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off, man. Yeah, I thought that too. Ah. Uh, I'll get them all eventually, though. They'll be sorry. Anyway, what's this show actually about? (laughs) Well, 
we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and enter a random word so that we can see a list of articles requested about that word, and then we provide people with advice on how to do those things. And today's random word is tender. All right. I can Legal see tender. I can see why this maybe made you think about food in Zelda because a lot of these are about cooking tenderloins. Yeah. Yes. Tenderizing deer meat. Tenderized mm. meat with tea. Yeah, there I mean, anything tens. with acid in it can be used to tenderize meat. I wonder if that would be good, though. Like, would that taste good? I've never heard of it. I've heard of tea marinated duck before. Oh, yes, that's true. I, I guess I'm thinking of red meat, but you're right. Yeah, and I mean, duck is already pretty tender if you cook it the right way. I don't know that you need to tenderize it, but I bet you could do a tea-based marinade for, like, pork, and it would probably be all right. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe that smoky tea yeah, the what Lapsang is it? Um, is that Bo- that one? Bohi. Oh, maybe I don't remember. Um, I feel like any fatty enough meat will stand up well to an acidy tea flavor. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Most of these are about tenderizing like uh, <laughs> various game game meats. Yeah, I mean, usually you either would if you're gonna chemically tenderize, you'd probably want to use like a vinegar marinade something like that something with or a citrus marinade MSG i think you, in should, it. you should use a big hammer <laughs> yeah i mean that's the that's the non-chemical way yeah the physical way <laughs> <clears throat> i do like to sometimes just smash on a piece of meat yeah with a with a tenderizing hammer my tenderizing hammer has that thing where one side is like pointy and the other yeah. side is flat why would anyone ever use that flat side I want to fuck this meat up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, why did anyone ruin their meat with the pointy side? But, yeah. uh, you want the you flat side. Like... You want the flat side for like flattening a chicken breast. Yeah. No, that's no, no. I disagree. I want to Mm-mm. absolutely fuck, fucking splinter that chicken breast. <laughs> that won't give you a nice sliceable chicken breast at the end, though. It'll just turn it into ground chicken. Hey, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> Well, some of us do. <laughs> uh, this is your new cookbook about just destroying yeah. meats. I wonder if I could sell a cookbook called I Don't Give a Fuck. <laughs> Probably. I bet somebody would buy it. Um, yeah, a lot of these are about uh, tenderizing meat. How to cook pork tenderloin in microwave? Do not. Do not yeah, do this. Why would you? Yeah. Well, unless it's like a very thin slice of tenderloin... Or like leftovers, maybe. I guess that's not cooking it at that point. Yeah, like no. I mean, when I make a pork tenderloin, I end up with a lot leftover, and I need to heat it up in the microwave. Yeah, I never heat meat up twice though. I just slice it real thin and put a hot sauce on top of it to warm it up again. No, <laughs> I disagree. But the thing is, if you have a pork tenderloin and you have access to a stove, oven, toaster oven, or air fryer, those would all be, or sous vide machine, those would all be better than the microwave. Yeah. I don't know why people like to cook in the microwave. It's always the last resort for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... It's really just for leftovers, right? Exactly. And popcorn. So reheating leftovers. This is a two-method, two-stage method, but I like to jumpstart baked potatoes in the microwave, because if you cook them for 10 minutes and then give them the oven for, like, half an hour instead of an hour, you get good baked potatoes. But that's, huh, that's I it. I should try that. Yeah. 
Oh, man. How to make ribs tender is interesting because they're already very tender. I guess you have to cook them slowly. If you try to cook them fast, they're bad. Yeah. Yeah, If you try to cook them and pull them out after like two hours instead of four hours, I could see why you wouldn't, you would think they weren't tender. Yeah. When I first started my journey of learning how to smoke my own meats at home, I couldn't figure out why it was turning out so chewy Mm -hmm. and because it was fully cooked and I was like, well, it's cooked through. And the outside tastes like I expect it to, but it's really chewy. And I did some research and I found out that once it's at that chewy, fully cooked stage, you need another two to three hours for it to get to the point where it's tender. Yeah, you gotta melt that collagen inside. Yep. Uh, Do you guys know how to write or respond to tenders or what that means? (laughs) Um, I assume that they mean tenders. (laughs) I don't think so. What could that mean? Is there a, like, maybe like tendering your resignation? Maybe. Hmm. Legal tender. I'm trying to think of words that would mean anything. No. If it is tendering your resignation, this, the, the, uh, question how to respond to tenders really opens up an area of thought I'd never considered before. Like, if you came in and were like, I resigned from the podcast, Matt, here's my letter of resignation. Like, what, what do I say? This is no, where you break out you your, can't. no, fuck you, <laughs> response. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that's, like, I don't think that would resolve the situation, though, is the problem. The fact that put in a tender and write a tender document are on here does make me think that it is about tendering one's resignation. I mean, write a tender document is, you just have to say, like, my darling reader a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, be a real creep about it. <laughs> I like the other non, uh... Like part of the word, the ones that are just part of the word, make a yeah. Wi-Fi extender and qualify yeah. as an Olympic contender. <laughs> How to be on mm. East Enders? <laughs> make a Wi-Fi extender is a crazy thing to ask. Like you just buy, buy one, one for like they're like bucks. ten dollars, yes, <laughs> and they're very complicated. Like electronically, you can't just. You need to know so many other things that you definitely don't before you can make one. Yeah, it would be like, if you have a spare router, I guess you could use it as a Wi-Fi extender, and that would be better than buying one. But I feel like if you're asking, you already know how to do it. And even then, it would not be as good as a real Wi-Fi extender. No, it would be the same. You just bridge the connections. Yes, but you would need it would need to be wired to something. No, it wouldn't. Uh... That's the whole point of it. Wireless. Change a, oh, you're saying a router. Sorry, I was thinking of a switch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, if you yeah. have, like, if you have, like, an extra wireless router, you can, like, put it within range of the other one and use that to extend the range. Yes, but uh, then it's just, it's a it's a hopping from one to, I guess that's what a Wi-Fi extender is. Just make a mesh network. They're way better than extended Wi-Fi. Just build a Vandegraaff generator. That's going to help them. Yeah. Mm. Get a uh, satellite, your own okay. one, and launch mm. it into space. You remember when I built a Vandegraaff generator out of Lego when I was a kid, Louisa? Yes. I don't and remember the outcome. <laughs> We used to, like, make sparks jump across the room. Or not across the room, like, you know, an inch with a safety pin. I don't remember that part. Well, anyway, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it those, sounds fun. It's <laughs> so easy to make a Vandegraaff generator, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what that was when you were all saying 
<laughs> well, you faked it really well, Jeff. We would never would have known. <laughs> By getting really quiet and Googling it? <laughs> exactly. You do that sometimes anyway, though, even if you do yeah. know. <laughs> well, I try to talk, uh, I try to talk less on the show, because, uh... I talk more than anyone ever in the world in history. So, uh, history class or in the history of the world you talk the most? Not or and. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh I try to be more conscious of uh trying to remain one third of the show. Mm-hmm. But I do not know uh if I'm doing that, so sometimes I just stop talking. <laughs> I'm always trying to sabotage whoever's talking. That's my motivation. Correct. Mm-hmm. The important thing is for all of us to now focus so much on how much we're talking that we don't say anything mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. I keep no, looking I at disagree. right tenders. I know we are talking about that one currently, but right tenders. That just, like, wh- how do you get to the point that you're you're putting that into WikiHow rather than any other combination of words to explain what that means? I made the I made this joke earlier, but now I want to say it seriously. I think we should all start calling love letters tenders. <laughs> That's such a fucking great way to refer to love letters. <laughs> a basket of tenders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is <laughs> this is from when your grandfather and I were courting. This is my box of tenders. Mm-hmm. My twelve piece box of tenders. <laughs> I'm, yes, with dipping sauce. <laughs> As you said that, I got to the section on the Wikipedia page about what this means that was titled Tenderbox. What? Uh, what are you saying? None of these words make sense in the order you're saying. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. Uh, so this writing tenders thing is about... Uh, what Wikipedia page are you on? Invitation to Tender. Oh, what? It's is something... It... Sounds like a James Bond movie. Yeah, doesn't it? Uh, it has something to do with... Uh, trading and like business in a way that i don't understand and refuse to understand it's not very fun unless you're trading barry bonds for roberto alomar are these both (laughs) in the same sport i think it's trading sales bonds for boxes of malomars (laughs) that's more exciting (laughs) now that yeah i'm back on board now Thank, thank you for picking the two uh, baseball players who could most Are they both whose names players? most sounded like other uh, other <laughs> things that, that could be bought be and sold. <laughs> that cannot be true. Well, I mean, very what about Mike Piazza right for fuck's sake? Uh, yeah, pizzas. yeah, pizzas. Yeah, true. Mikey Pizza. Mm-hmm. What about Sammy Sosa? Soda. Samosa. Samosas? Ooh. Oh, now I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm We're hungry talking too. a lot about food today. <laughs> I didn't eat breakfast is my problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, I did and I'm still hungry. Well, we keep staring at this thing which is entirely about meats. That's true, yes. And like, the most delicious word for meat appears a lot. Tenderloin. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Is that the most delicious word for meat? There are a lot of good words for meat. A nice, rare steak. <laughs> the no, the words in there are not saying mellifluous. A, a perfectly cooked tenderloin. I don't think that beef tenderloin is pretty good. Though. See, it is. Here's the thing, though, about beef tenderloin and pork tenderloin: a very nice cut of meat to work with and to cook, and texture is wonderful. Not a lot of flavor in those cuts. Yeah. 
That's the thing. Although, for my birthday, I got two very delicious um, Wagyu beef tenderloin Ooh. cuts, fillets, mm-hmm. and uh, I grilled them up on the, the grill, and that gave them the a crust of delicious flavor. Nice. Which is nice. Also, the fact that it was Wagyu meant it was a lot fattier than uh, yeah. than tenderloin usually is. Well, that so. helps, for sure. Wonderful. <clears throat> I do like to buy pork tenderloins because they're incredibly cheap, and then they're very easy to cook up. Mm. It's true, and it, it, you always think that roasting it is going to take way longer than it actually does. Yeah, it's like, it, like 10 For minutes. any other roast meat, I'm like, okay, I need to start three hours at a time, yeah. but for tenderloin, it's like, oh yeah, 40 minutes, done. Yeah. Oh, man. Need to get some fucking. The only problem is that it needs a mustard on it to be to really reach its potential, and I don't really like mustard that much. I like it with a garlic and herb breadcrumb crust, which is a little bit weird, Mm. I know, but it tastes very good. That's like when people put that weird neon green breadcrumbs on lamb, and I just don't understand what the the point of that is. Mm, Yeah, but it's not that; it's good instead. Is the thing here (laughs) (laughs) for this one? Yeah. The only time I ever use breadcrumbs in cooking is for um, uh, meatballs, mm-hmm. but I feel like breadcrumbs, I've never really seen the point in, of breadcrumbs in mm. things unless it's as a binding agent. You gotta make, um, what's the panko crusted pork? Tonkatsu. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I do like that when I get it out. Maybe yeah. that's part of it. The thing is, every time that I'm eating something that's crusted with breadcrumbs, I'm always like, this would be better if it was battered instead. That's true usually, mm, that's but true. I find I find for a, a little chewy piece of pork like this, you want those breadcrumbs. It's very good. Hmm. And much easier than I mean, you would think to make. That makes sense. Mm, mm-hmm. Have you tried tempura um, tenderloin? <laughs> I have not. I've only tried tempura mm-hmm. chicken, so you got mm-hmm. you do got me there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know how you qualify as an Olympic contender. Pick a sport that no one gives a shit about. That yeah. helps. I, I think you just you find out when the trials are in your country, and you find out what the requirements are to compete. Right? Here's a genuine oh. question, specifically related to that. What is that guy's name? Uh, Eddie the Eagle or whatever the skier. Yeah, the ski jump guy. Mm-hmm. So, for anyone who doesn't know the the story of this guy, he was like a he was in his 30s i think when he realized that the british uh olympic committee didn't have anyone to compete in ski jump so he like learned to do it so that he could be the olympic competitor mm-hmm. he didn't win or anything but he did get to go to the olympics but like as a person who is now in their 40s mm-hmm. the idea of learning to ski jump from where i am now <laughs> which is to say zero I feel like my entire body would dissolve instantly when I hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need to compete in one of the standing still competitions like yeah, archery. Curling. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need to do Moneyball for the Olympics. Figure mm-hmm. out which Olympic sport has the most, like, the like lowest... The lobbyist contender. Exactly. You just, <laughs> you're going to go in there and you're going to be like, all right, I I have to move to Nigeria for a few years so that I can become the uh, Nigerian shot put champion. Or <laughs> uh, oh, good luck with that one! Are you kidding me? Track and field for Nigeria? You're never getting in. Uh, I have to 
I have to move to Brazil for a while so that I can uh, become the quarter-mile uh, biathlon champion or whatever. Here's the thing. You say this like moneyballing it is a new idea, but a lot of people do that, and that's how people do like the biathlon. Um, there's been at least one woman in the U.S. and one in Canada who kind of did that. They're like, I just want to be able to say I competed in the Olympics. I'm going to learn biathlon. And they just did it. Yeah. Nobody likes to cross-country ski and shoot rifles, so I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. It's weird because I know that a lot of people like to shoot rifles and a lot of people like to cross-country ski, but no one wants to do both of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's tough. Yeah. It's hard out there for a biathlete. Yeah. I do think if you're willing to move to lesser-known countries, then this becomes a lot easier. Yeah, you can be like I bet the Slovenian I, biathlon champion. Yeah, I you bet can you be could a Jamaican go to like, bobsled champion. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I bet to you could go to like that one, so <laughs> Antarctica. John Candy was great in that movie. I bet you, if you move to like Antarctica, you could compete in every Olympic <laughs> sport against the penguins. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> You gotta qualify against those penguins before you can go. Uh huh. Yep. It's super hard. Ex- it's super easy, except for hockey. Oh, they're so good at hockey. Yeah, they are. Pittsburgh Penguins, everyone. It's a, it's a, it's penguins a would legitimately be very good at curling, don't you think? No, I don't, because they don't have thumbs <laughs> or hands or fingers. They're, if they could be the curling rock, though, they're well, very good Well, now you're not talking about the sport of <laughs> curling anymore. I'm talking about penguin curling, which is an offshoot sport. Yeah, we're going to curl the penguins. <laughs> I thought the penguins were curling the penguins. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, At this penguins point, you're not, talking about the, you're not talking about the penguins being good at curling. You're talking about the penguins being good sports equipment for curling. <laughs> penguins <laughs> Penguins curling penguins. What does this world come oh, to? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How do you be in EastEnders, though? I mean, you literally just have to be any British person. <laughs> I feel like if Surely... they need to, I think they still need to do five shows a week, every week of the year, because they're a soap opera. Um, I think if you just hang around their studios for long enough, eventually you'd get into an episode. Surely they must do, like, outdoor shots sometimes. If you can figure out where they shoot the exteriors and just walk back and forth there for a while, I bet you could get in it. Yeah. And then people are like, I like the cut of your jib so much, you're going to be a star. That's how that Mm. works. And and then you're like, but sir, I don't speak any English. And then they make you a silent movie star. Is that the plot of the artist? I didn't see that movie. Yes. I think that's kind of the plot of the artist. Yeah, it's a good movie, though. But I'm wondering about this new Charlie Day movie, which seems to be similar, and that I'm not so sure that's going to be a good movie. I don't know what movie you're talking about, but that's fine. I don't remember his name. Mm. Jeff probably knows. Jeff's going to go see it. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Charlie Day has written, produced, and he will be starring in a movie where he's a guy who has some kind of mental block where he doesn't talk. He's just mute. And he becomes, like, a movie star, like, unintentionally. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Is it a comedy? I think it's, like, a dark comedy, like a Coen Brothers kind of comedy. Oh, no. That's the worst <laughs> kind for this to be. I don't know for sure. If someone's seen it and it's totally not that, I'm sorry. I've just seen the trailer. Hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound good. I think a lot of people forget that when the central premise of your movie is a real life disability, you can't make a make a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, I don't know. And finally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're supposed to think of one before you say "and finally." <laughs> yeah, I know, We've but they're and all finally, the same. So many. <laughs> yeah, we've done all of the non-meat ones already. I think stuffed pork tender one is interesting. I've never thought about oh, yeah. stuffing a pork tender. What one. would you put in there? Cheese. Yeah, cheese and herbs is what I've done. You can also yeah. do ham or like sun-dried tomatoes, stuff like that. Ham seems wrong. Yeah, but I think yeah. when you said ham there, Louisa, you were you meant to say anything else. <laughs> no, I've seen recipes call for ham and cheese to go. Into that pork can't tender. be true. No, absolutely not. That goes that you stuff that inside of a, a breaded chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's a double tenderloin. Pork on pork is not good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Think. What about a ham sandwich with bacon on it? No. <laughs> Ew, what? What are you saying? <laughs> People That's eat these insane. things together. I'm not crazy. People eat these yes, things together. <laughs> no, I'm being normal. People use these different types of pork as flavorings for dishes. <laughs> if you're speaking in the way that you speak when you're scrambling to say <laughs> something, I'm just waving no. your indefensible <laughs> behavior. I know I'm doing that staccato thing, but I'm doing it yeah. because uh, I'm waving but, my uh, arms guys. around emphatically. No, guys, listen. <laughs> I'm waving my arms around constantly. Mm-hmm. Ham and bacon are good together. That's insane. This is that not controversial. What about so many breakfast plates at our favorite diners and pancake restaurants? I guess you do have sausages and bacon sometimes together. It's true. And those are usually both pork. But I wouldn't eat... Well, do people do like bacon-wrapped hot dogs? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Ew. The it's hot dog is usually shouldn't. like slurried beef and chicken, That's or all beef. The hot dogs could be pork. They could be, but yeah, they're not. Yeah. The hot dog companies aren't shelling out that much money. Pork is the cheapest red meat by a long stretch. Because <sighs> they want yeah. them to be kosher. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Ah, uh, but then but you how do you cook a bacon? Don't you need a completely different way of cooking bacon to make it good than cooking a hot dog to make it good? I'm not sure if they're, hmm, are they partially cooked? No, they're probably not. No, I think because a hot dog is fully cooked already, you just need to hit it with enough high heat to cook and crisp the bacon and not worry about the hot dog because it'll just warm up and be fine. So you would do it in the oven, I guess? Yeah, or on one of those like roller grills. I don't think it would cook evenly. I guess the roller maybe. You can broil it though, I do know that. Could you rotisserie a hot dog with bacon? Yeah, I bet you could. try it. My new grill has a rotisserie on it, uh-huh. and I am so, I don't know yep. how you make it, like, do you have to stand out there the whole time and turn it for, like, hours? Is it not a mechanical turning somehow? I don't know. I'm afraid to try it. <laughs> you I'm afraid to You need to slap some Cornish hens on there. That would be great. Ooh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Those cook pretty quick, too. Yeah. And they're not even that expensive. I love those little guys. It's full of bones to radiate the heat throughout. That's true. All right. Well, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to go get some food. Um, well, I hope everyone liked today's show. If you did, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow our audience. Um, if you want to 
uh, talk to us. You can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. We always like to talk to folks in that uh, that channel. Uh, you can talk to us about how you're enjoying Zelda, or your recipes that you enjoy, or how Louise is wrong about ham and bacon going together. Now, history will vindicate me. <laughs> no. I mean, listen, all I'm going to say is, if our fans do side with Louisa, it's because they are perverts. <laughs> and because Louisa <laughs> is the only good host of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes, that is true, but don't let... Don't let the fact that Louisa is the only likable one of us sway you on this horrific food opinion. Guys, yeah. uh, none of us are likable, but I do have good food opinions, so. Oh, no. Opposite. You're likable, and your food opinions are sometimes insane. Yes, that's true. Uh, These are all true facts about Louisa. I'm definitely going to make more Zelda food. It's just a matter of time, so I'll keep everyone posted on that. Could you make that rib roast, the... the t- evil rib roast by embedding chunks of rib roast in jello oh my god would that be a good idea <laughs> no but it would look right <laughs> don't you just what? need the bone basically well so you'd make it as a dessert i mean at what point are you abandoning i think it making needs to be the food to just make it aesthetically match i think it's not going to match exactly but i think it should be a fatty pork shoulder that you then Roast with a sweet red glaze. Yeah, like red ham glaze. Figure that out, yeah. But it's got like a glow, an internal glow. Yeah, that's the hard part, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you get that. But I think you do get a red glaze and you char it in spots and you do get that kind of effect. Mix the red ham glaze with uh, lightning bug goo. Are you talking about real life or in the game? No, in real life so that it'll it'll glow and be red. (laughs) You... You know that that's not how lightning bug, bug goo works, right? I mean, if you squish one of them, the goo is still bioluminescent. Yeah, but only for, for like two... ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta go real quick, Louisa. Oh, yeah. you know what? If we're doing a pork shoulder, we want it to be red. A cherry glaze would be very good. Mm, yeah. I really wanted it to be beef. It looks like beef mm, to me. What are you gonna do then, though? Beets? That's not sweet enough. No, I think What's I think we're red? gonna go with code red. <laughs> the, didn't Mountain Dew release a like um uh, cookbook? Yeah, flavored Mountain Dew brisket. Yeah, they had glaze. a the, yeah they had a cherry a code red brisket God in there. Damn it! I never saw that cookbook, but I want to make everything in it. Yeah, I, I wish that I'd known about it when it was available. <laughs> I bet I could pirate a copy. Maybe I will do. That. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I should. Yeah. I do love brisket so much. It's really good. Brisket is in my top five cuts of beef, I think. Yes. I find it hard to get it exactly right, though. Sometimes one end of it will dry out too much, and then I'm sad that I wasted that part on not being as good. That's why you gotta smoke it. That's the best way. Never have to worry about it. Yeah, smoke them while you got them. (laughs) There we go. That's not. That's not the phrase. It's smoke them if you got them. Smoke them while you got them is a very, is a darker Smoke ye cigarettes while ye may. Yes. <laughs> we need to end the show. Uh, sorry, yes. Anyway, everyone talk to us on whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, uh, oh, I already said all of that stuff. Uh-huh. If you want to join our Discord, you can message any of us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm not available. 
online. Weaponizedlanguage.com has podcasts uh, with a guy who sounds suspiciously like me. Mm. Oh. Pasta. Yeah, I heard he's not the real Zelda, though, so. Mm-hmm. He's so cold. <laughs> yeah. I love how everyone's like, that couldn't be the real Zelda, she's so cold, when mm-hmm. all of the flashbacks are Zelda being like, I hate everyone. <laughs> she's already cold. Anyway. It's true. Anyway, you can talk to me online about Zelda at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. <laughs> Only Zelda inquiries, please. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that excuse me, princess. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I like it. <laughs> I'm the sword that seals the darkness. Going back to an old classic there. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> oh man, I am oh, so I'm hungry. so hungry for real. Yes. Reading this list made me want to eat every meat. Yes. I just want that meat platter from Zelda with three different kinds of meat on it.